0: Alright, you Primitive Screwheads, listen up! Hello again and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Hor. I'm Screwhead Dan.
1: And I'm Screwhead Andrew.
0: And we're here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the final film in the unofficial John Carpenter Apocalypse Trilogy. 1994's Prince of Darkness. Or not Prince of Darkness. God. What the fuck? Damn it. What is this? <laughs> 19... Okay, that was two things right there. 1995 is when this movie came out, and it is In the Mouth of Madness, not Prince of Darkness. Uh, which was another one of the uh, Apocalypse trilogy, uh, for John Carpenter right there. I'm sorry, it has been a week. Ugh. Anyway, Andrew, how the hell are you doing?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It is actually 1994, though, isn't it? This movie.
0: It was 95. What? Rotten Tomatoes says 95.
1: Wikipedia says 94.
0: I, IM- IMDb says 94. I'm going to go with IMDb and Wikipedia. This is dark. 94. It is. Take Sweet. that,
1: you fool wait <laughs> for some reason i always thought yeah. that the and i'm seeing the thing about the dark the uh, apocalypse trilogy and for some reason i always thought uh the escape from new york and them were, were part of that but i guess i guess not what, what a
0: no no as far as i'm aware it's always been the fine prince of darkness and then the close it off in the mouth of madness in terms of the just world gets progressively more fucked throughout these movies yeah. um sounds apt sounds, sounds apt, oh, yeah. sounds apt. <laughs> god i love escape from new york such a good movie See,
1: right i, I heard they talked about doing some kind of remake or reboot i don't know how, how that would work Yeah, it'd yeah. it be weird uh but anyway yeah anyway, you know yeah. i'm doing well you know I, I i have officially seen uh both the dc and the marvel recent releases uh black panther yeah. and uh black adam and i um mm-hmm. have uh thoughts about both of them <laughs> uh, okay you know
0: and 30 seconds are left go, let's go for it
1: oh uh, i will say they are they are both good and bad that is that is my that is my thoughts
0: <laughs> that
1: is my thoughts it is
0: a movie it has flaws and it has things i enjoyed the, uh, there we go they both
1: have unnecessary things in them they both have funny moments they both have actually i guess i guess black Anderson really have sad moments that i think black the black panther kind of wins in that part that panther also has mm-hmm. needless characters thrown into it that you're like why why is this character in this movie yeah um but does
0: yeah. dwayne the rock johnson play another character besides dwayne the rock johnson
1: uh, uh you know no but like he plays him so well <laughs> dwayne
0: the rock like, gotcha like yeah, yeah
1: it's, it's like tom cruise tom cruise generally just plays tom cruise but i'm like i'm I, i'm just, he's so good at playing tom cruise that i, I can't fault him
0: yeah, definitely. Now, I like I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he's good. I, I think he's a genuinely, from what I understand, from what I hear from him, he seems like a genuinely pretty good person in real life, too. And he found his niche, and I'm just like, I'm happy for him. But if you were to say, like, he's a good actor, I'd be like, eh, is he, though? Is he? Really?
1: I mean, I don't know, man. That, you know, that the scene in um, Jumanji 2 where they start switching bodies really made me believe that he was uh, actually... Cool. Who, who was in that movie with him Shit. jack black no well, kevin hart yes he really made me believe me he really made me believe that he was kevin hart for a moment so you know that mm. was that was really good acting there when he was when he was kevin hart in the body of the rock in jumanji 2 i was really like wow he's he i
0: wonder it. if that's just like just so much because kevin hart and the rock like are best friends basically in real life too i'm wondering how much of that would just kind of just from being natural around each other like if you picked another person to switch bodies with the rock and he had like six months of repair would he do it as well as he did with kevin hart
1: that's that's a great I question apparently actually the rock and kevin hart were in that like let's be cops movie and they're filming it in wakefield near here uh and i guess my wife's friend was there and um i guess they like sideswiped his car <laughs> they like drove mm-hmm. by like oh sorry about that man he's like you had a problem Can i got my picture with
0: you <laughs> <laughs> so the kind of get sweat swiped swipe by the rock that's awesome
1: i mean i feel like that's what it like yeah. right like if, like bruce campbell like hit my car i'd be like fuck but like you know at the <laughs> same time bruce campbell hit my car that would be something to brag about um you know, know. <laughs> uh but yeah but how are you doing
0: Oh, gosh, I, I'm i good. I'm good. It's it's definitely been a week, been a very, very busy week at work, uh, primarily because I am on vacation for the next two weeks. So uh, listeners, I think Andrew said he's going to try and get an episode with a guest speaker. But uh, we shall see. We haven't really reached out to that on that front. Uh, but yes, it'll be a little bit before our next episode, because I am going to be in Paris with my partner. Um, and actually, I think this is the time too. I know we haven't talked about it just yet. But I am going to be doing a catacombs tour over there. Do you want to do as above, so below for our next flick? Hell yeah. Yeah, classic. Movie. All right, sounds good. Mhm. All right, cool. That sounds good. That sounds good. So we'll do that then, but I am very excited for it. Uh, we are going to be driving down. We are recording right now on a Friday. We're going to be driving down to Atlanta on a Tuesday, and we are going to be spending two weeks there. Uh, so we're going to be spending most of the time in Paris, and then we do have a day trip uh, plan for Bruges, and I'm kind of excited about that because in Bruges is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I have to ask, we actually
1: watched
0: that. Uh, I hope so. Gosh.
1: Now, my real question for you. No,
0: it's actually. Is I'm sorry, just real quick, real quick. Hmm. So it's actually really cool because like we were planning the agenda for Bruges, and it's just it's such a small city that you could basically see most of it in one day. Um, but the tourism agency for Belgium like really leaned into the movie like you can log on to the official Bruges travel website and they have a dedicated section for if you want to see the movie, here's all of the locations of the filming locations within the city, you could stay at the actual inn that they stayed in as well oh. and rent that particular room are they you lean into it hard, which is pretty cool. Now, unfortunately, it was sold sold out, we tried it and the price actually wasn't too bad. But we got one about two blocks away. So
1: I'm so. not as impressed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, my real question is, Dan, how's your French?
0: I'm not too fromage. Ah, no, good. I'm at the point right now where, like, I've been quizzed here and there, back and forth, where, um, yeah, I think I'm kind of at the point where I kind of was in Korea, in that I will be able to order food, I will be able to purchase stuff, and make very, very basic, like, phrases here and there, but um, my partner is fluent in French, so I'm going to lean on her a lot for everything. What?
1: How, well, yeah. How does your Dutch, then?
0: uh it's Flemish technically over there is it Flemish in Bruges uh, I think it's pretty pretty sure it's Flemish oh what <laughs> language are they speaking I'm pretty sure I researched it up what I have language do they speak in Belgium I'm 99% sure it's Flemish but now you're doubting me oh oh wait no Flemish is Dutch what <laughs> wait what the the Kingdom of Belgium has three official languages Dutch, parentheses, Flemish, French, and German.
1: Oh, look at that. Huh. We were both right. It's the same thing. Ah, oh, what a compromise. That
0: is that is wow. Well wait. Wow. We'll be like, Isn't it like, great that we all can get along?
1: I know, man. If it's if only that the world could be more like <laughs> this. If only the world could be more like Tommy Wiseau imagined it in the end of the room. People could oh, just gosh, understand I each am, other.
0: I'm getting chills right now. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah but that's the plans for the next two weeks for me so i'm very excited for that and then we've got all the christmas plans and everything squared away as well um i'll be uh heading out for thanksgiving as well we'll actually be fine on thanksgiving which is great because then we don't have to deal with any thanksgiving plans uh christmas plans too we can deal with it because like i'm going to spend it at my brother's place and my mom's going to be there and it seems like um all of that's going to be taken care of but it was kind of nice because i was talking to my brother and i was just like do you really want to get me a gift and he was like nah do you really want to get me a gift nah not really you want to just like not get gifts this year yeah sure that's fine we'll just spend it on mom so that's the plan
1: there you yeah i like that I like that. See, that that was kind of like i think yeah, my siblings yeah. kind of devolved into that i think we're all, we're all kind of like i think that we all you know the, the gift giving uh time is stressful enough i feel like so i think we're just kind of like oh well, you know we can do like a secret santa or, you know do one
0: because like we're all in our late 20s early 30s so like if we want something we usually just buy it for ourselves and none of us are very materialistic people anyway and we just really don't care we would rather spend time quality time together so it'll be nice yeah, yeah that'll be fun yeah that'll be good uh but yeah other than that it's just it's been a week so i apologize if i'm a little bit tired right now um like i said all of my work stuff has kind of been crammed on in right before and it oh. is all over the place but that's fine we'll get it through it's all good there i don't know oh actually that is a good question for you so i am going to be on a nine hour plane ride i'm going to download a few things to my phone i still haven't seen andor yet um so i'm probably gonna watch that I've heard
1: really good things anything
0: else you would suggest saying
1: i think castaway
0: castaway is a good movie saying that have you seen it recently
1: no i'm just saying because there's a great plane crashing in the beginning so i feel like you know
0: oh that's right yeah and then i could watch like the
1: watch the langoliers
0: the Langoliers, yeah, that'd be good. The first, uh, this season premiere, or the series premiere of Lost. Oh, there, you go. too. there you go. There you go,
1: there <laughs> go. Uh-huh.
0: And, of course, close it out with the airplane.
1: And you, you've you seen everything ever all at once, right?
0: Yes, okay. yes. Hmm. Fantastic movie.
1: What's another What's another great thing you should watch?
0: Yeah, but it's the other thing, too, where just, like, I'm on a plane, so I want to make sure we're not, like, House of the Dragon or anything like that, where they have, like, people doing all sorts of weird stuff. So.
1: I mean, that's the best thing. Is when you're that. watching that and families all around, you get to watch and see what you're doing, and you're like, oh.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, that was actually reminded me of a Reddit topic I read a long, long time ago, where basically someone was watching Game of Thrones on their phone. And of course, you know, it has a lot of sex scenes and violence and that sort of thing, too, on the plane. Um, And apparently the person behind the um, seats of that person said, "Uh, excuse me, can you please not watch that on your phone? And I don't know. I, feel I don't like... know because apparently, like, it wasn't that there was a kid around or anything like that. It was just like they felt it was offensive, so they didn't want to see that because it was right in front of them. But at the same time, it was like in between the seats, so it was kind of you had kind of had to move your head at the right angle.
1: Yeah, it's, you, you have you have to try to watch it. I feel like, like yeah, because, I, I was
0: kind of leaning with the watcher, but
1: I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like you you have to try to see it for it to annoy you and be like, oh, like you're on an airplane you can look other places you can look on your little screen unless they're shoving in front of your face it shouldn't be that big of a deal
0: yeah it's just a weird thing too because like if i was thinking you know would i watch game of thrones on like a subway train or something like that well i probably wouldn't watch movies in general on a subway train but at the same time it's just like it it feels a little bit different there than it is on the plane it's you're up in the air it's kind of lawless in that point so yeah i don't know I don't
1: know. See, I always feel like that way. Cause so like I, I, uh, I recently started going back to Planet Fitness. So I used to cross it. I, I did cross for a while. I still have my membership. Technically, it's it's like I think it's. Exp- I'm trying to let it expire. Um, but I've just I've been trying to go back and kind of lift on my own and, and run on my own. And I am back when, mm-hmm. I, when I used to do it, what I used to do is I used to like watch anime and stuff while I was running. Uh, nowadays and now they have like new fancy treadmills where you can't rest your phone in a good place to watch anime and it's very frustrating that sucks um but I keep thinking no like, more anime like, for you. I feel like I'm watching anime like I do have that kind of like people walk by there like, this guy watching cartoons while he runs um <laughs> but then today I, I went to the gym at like four in the morning this morning because I had to go to, like out to a conference uh like a few a couple hours away or like an hour and a half away from where I uh, live uh, so I woke up really early and as I was leaving this guy came up and like took off his hoodie and was wearing like this uh um seven deadly sins anime t-shirt and then start put on an anime and start running (laughs) just like yes this guy this guy's (laughs) living my dream uh but i still don't know how he did it because the the place you put your phone is so fucking low you're like literally like looking like you're you're like looking down at the
0: ground while you run which i like, God, that that feels bad Mm. for your back and your neck i can't do that i need to i need to look up yeah (laughs) Mm. yeah definitely now one of my favorite things about my gym that i go to um is they don't take themselves seriously at all in like a good way so it is a combination Krav Maga slash uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym, and like you can pick and choose what courses you want, and then they offer a variety of cardio courses and that sort of thing. Um, but I really, really like uh, the owner because he basically kind of recognizes the reputation that Krav Maga has in terms of there's so, so many shitty Krav Maga gyms in the U.S., and it's kind of become a cult of personality around it. Uh, so they just like to have fun with it so they're basically kind of changing it around tossing the stuff that doesn't work um, or is just impractical and then keeping the stuff that does work but what i really love about it is just they love to mess around and they love to have fun like, one of the instructors, um, they show up in, like, unicorn leggings and stuff like that, <laughs> um, just being just completely ridiculous. I remember my favorite, though. I think this is the best way to kind of encapsulate the mood of this is we do these cardio courses that just circuit training. And then music is kind of blasting that over while we're running between cones or lifting kettlebells or stuff like that. And I remember one time the owner of the gym uh, put uh, 500 Miles by the Proclaimers on there. Huh. And then the song ended. And then it started right back up again, and it played through three times until somebody said something. And then he was just like, "Oh, I was just putting that on there until someone said something." <laughs> so it's great. It's wonderful. It's I I, I I just I really love it when people just don't take themselves seriously. Yeah. So That's awesome. it's, It just makes it more fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, especially in an environment like that where people might you know feel like intimidated or something like that. It's good. Good to kind of lighten up the mood.
0: Exactly. And that's actually a good point about it, just not, not feeling intimidated, kind of dropping that whole machismo attitude. Like, yeah, the stuff they teach is practical, and there'll be real-life inspiration on that front. But at the same time, too, it's just kind of, yeah, have fun with it. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so In the Mouth of Madness. So this one I recommended. Uh, do you have anything to say on it, or do you want me to jump right in?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I have no history with it. So, uh, yeah, hop right into it. Cool.
0: Yeah, um... I, it was one of those films that, like, I always was aware of, and I think I was kind of drawn to it because, um, you know, obviously that is the uh, "In the Mouth of Madness" is a play on "In the Mountains of Madness," um, and then also just it's very, very inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. So that was one thing I kind of looked at, and it is one of I want to say lesser-known John Carpenter films because you know John Carpenter, he's extremely prolific in horror. He's done Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York and L.A., um, even stuff like Assault on Precinct 13. And then, of course, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, The Thing. Um, And then Big Trouble in Little China, too. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that that one's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then, of uh, course—oh, no, I'm sorry. This this is the best one. They Live with Roddy Piper— that gosh that fucking movie <laughs> I remember
1: watching it as a child as a, best as a little fight kid like, what's going on
0: <laughs> best fight scene in a movie ever when they're trying to put the glasses on oh uh, <laughs> so good so good <laughs> anyway um but yeah this is one of his lesser known ones uh some people do call this the last good movie he's done <gasps> um because i mean he's dead ghost of mars after that great movie so, um is it is it really
1: you know what, Don't, wasn't Ice-T in that movie?
0: It was, he was. Yeah, so it was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but Ghost yeah, of Mars kind of killed his career at that front, And uh, he has been uh, kind of behind the scenes ever since then, since like the 2000s, uh, including uh, executive producer on our three favorite Halloween movies, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Uh, but that is that right there. So anyway, that was kind of one thing I kind of wanted to return back to it. It is early '90s movie, so I was kind of curious how that worked, um, and just the mood and terms of how that's Uh So that's that. So anyway, uh, Andrew, what did you think of in the mouth of madness?
1: I really liked it. I I, I really enjoyed the story, kind of the, the theming, and just like the the pacing of it. Like I, I I feel like it's just something of those like '90s films that like I don't know how to describe it. Where like. The plot's not really that, like, you know, like, the, the plot isn't, there's not, like, a straight through, like, you don't, like, really know where the plot's going. But it's just kind of, like, a horror this just keeps, keeps kind of, things just keep happening, and that just kind of ends. And, like, I know that sounds like a bad thing, but I really like it. <laughs> like, I think there's that Yeah, know, especially since time. the
0: mood of this movie, uh, because it is one of those things where, like, can you believe this is reality or not reality, that kind of haphazard pacing really contributes to it. Yeah, that's,
1: that's good to, to say it. Yeah, I I really I love that. Uh, I don't know. I, I love that, and like it, it just felt nostalgic, like that that feel of it to me. Um, and I don't. Know, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie again. I didn't know, like I I, I assumed it was Lovecraft litage based on the name, but I knew nothing about it. So it was it was a very pleasant mm-hmm. surprise for me. How are you?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure you love the Sam Neill bit too. I mean, so. I
1: love I love seeing Baby Sam Neill. Like (laughs) I did not realize he was from New Zealand until he started talking to this girl, and I was like, "What the fuck is that accent?" I always thought he was—I always thought he had an American accent. I didn't
0: realize it either, actually. Oh,
1: dude, there's some scenes where he just fucking slips. (laughs) Like when they're in the car, it's like in the car, and he's like, like exasperated with her. It just—he just slides right into it. You're like, "Wow, that's." I I thought he was like Irish. Yeah, I never,
0: I never realized. I never made that connection. (laughs) Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that because I've I've just known him from Jurassic Park and event horizon stuff here and there yeah event horizon yeah that's the one and Jurassic, jurassic world and three another one he was in too jurassic jurassic world three dominion
1: yeah dominion he was they could they come back for that but apparently i i cannot bring myself to watch that movie <laughs> i keep thinking like i probably wa- yeah. i was
0: about to say did you watch it really <laughs>
1: i did recently make myself watch morbius and that was just kind of like wins and i were hanging out i'm like should we just put this on like it, it felt i feel like, you know, like an eventuality that needed to happen and we, I, like you know it was mm-hmm. like we have the time. Let's just let's get through it. And, like, you know. let <laughs> get this over.
0: We'll get the memes now. There we go. Yep, that was that. Uh, but, yeah. Wasn't he in... Who was? He was in uh, the, uh, the, the, the Hunt for the Wilder People. Wasn't that him, too? Uh,
1: if he was, I did not
0: see that. <laughs> uh, let's see. It was a good one. Let's see. Hunt for the Wilder People. Was that him? Yeah was in Peaky Blinders. Right? No, guess not.
1: Oh, he wasn't Hunt for the World of People. You're oh, right. no, yeah,
0: he was. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't Hunt for the World of People. He was in Thor,
1: Love, and Thunder? What was he? Who was he?
0: Uh, Odin. The uh, fake Odin.
1: Oh, my God. Play, play, oh, play oh, my God. Odin. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's the dad oh. in um, *By Centennial Man*. Okay, classic movie.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, okay.
1: Apparently he's. <laughs> okay. I've seen it in a lot of things. Dude, I I know *By Centennial Man, Man* is not a great movie, but I, I love that movie. I, I used, <laughs> but I love that movie. I mean, I saw it as a kid and I don't hate it, so I'm assuming it was a good movie.
0: <laughs> and I won't watch it again. Exactly. I don't. Uh, but no, that's. A... <laughs> you, you want to keep that me- memory pure exactly uh yeah no i honestly kind of agree with you on that front i i do think this was a little bit of an uneven movie i think the middle third dragged a little bit um but i liked it i i love the ending i think the ending is fantastic i think the premise is great starts off a little bit rocky um just everything after the uh asylum in cold o- and uh, but. You know, I I have things I can nitpick about this movie, but I I definitely feel it is very underrated in terms of what uh, for John Carpenter movies. Uh, but yeah, uh, the premise of this one basically is a insurance investigator whose name is uh, Trent, uh, played by Sam Neill, is investigating the disappearance of a very prolific horror author named Sutter Kane. I had to think about that for a second because <laughs> it's just such a unique name, uh, who basically is a Stephen King stand-in. Like literally at one point in the movie, somebody says, oh, yeah, Sutter Kane. that is a, uh, you know, he, he sold more books than Stephen King, um, like lives up in Maine, <laughs> basically that sort of thing. It's, it's very, very obvious on that front. But anyway, uh, Sam Neill uh, joins together with a few other people, uh, well, one other person actually, and they go in to investigate this person's disappearance, and from there, weird shit just starts happening, including people who go crazy, homicidal, attacking other people while they, after they read Sutter Kane's books. Uh, So it's kind of an epidemic at that point, which is a plot point that drives itself forward throughout the movie. Uh, But yeah, very much a, it starts a media res where Sam Neill is being dragged into an insane asylum, and... Kind of just gets crazy from there, uh, but yeah, that's that. Yeah. So yeah, where do you want to start?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Because uh, it, it's so weird. Because I feel this movie like again, like it's so kind of winding and like hard to explain. And actually, I thought the movie that it reminds me of it kind of reminds me of actually the Halloween season of the Witch movie, where they're just kind of yeah, I can say just that kind of bopping around, going different places, and like there is a story, but it's not quite there. That the end things just kind of like go insane. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I don't know, what do you think about? Yeah, this is one of those. Is that- this is one of those movies too, where they just they don't really explain too much. Like, I, you ever play the Evil Within?
1: Yes, uh, but I, I haven't finished it. Uh, but
0: okay, gotcha. Okay, so I'm not gonna spoil it for you. That you, you but can't. Just, you like, the, do it. the mood in terms of the stuff shifting around and like reality, not sure what is reality, what's not reality. Um, very similar to kind of this. Like there, there are no rules in this movie; just everything is shifting around based on whatever is on that front.
1: Anyway, continue. Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, but I was going to ask is like, um, I don't know, what what did you think of? Um, I don't know this like, uh, I think how to describe it. The, I don't know the 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 it's, it, it seems like the, the disease is spread through the book. Is that is that how that works? The stories, like yes. the, the craziness.
0: So it seems. Yeah, so it seems like people who read Sutter Kane, um, a small percentage of them, which increases as more people read the books, uh, go crazy homicidal on that front. Okay, so it's almost like an epidemic at that point.
1: Cause it reminds me like there's like a, a movie called like Pontypool, which is about like uh, it's, like, these guys, it's, like this uh, this people, these people who like, run like a radio station, and as they're there, they start like hearing about these people going insane essentially, and it's because like there's this like sound or something mm-hmm. like that that's being spread around that's causing people to go insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I, and I, that's what my mind goes to, but I feel like there is another thing where it's not like, you know, people go crazy from reading like a line. Is it, maybe like kind of, it kind of reminds me of um, House of Leaves, that book about like the, yes. uh, the book about the movie, about the manuscript that was like not
0: made. Um, oh yeah, no, definitely. No, I got huge House of Leaves vibes from this um, this movie, definitely, in terms of just like reality being warped and constantly like taking a look at cliches and then kind of subverting them on its head um yeah it was it was really cool in that way
1: yeah well and like and I, I feel like it was interesting because i like i because it, it seemed i don't know like the way the way that they kind of like set up this idea that like i don't know the book it's he is the book itself or the book itself is about him is really interesting because like basically mm-hmm. we're, we're reading the self-contained story of this book uh and i think mm-hmm. it's really interesting kind of i don't know like, uh how to say like a. Like, I, I'm sure it's supposed to be like some kind of commentary on how we um, you know consume media and like you know, kind of the stories become acted out and like realized in real life and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that's really interesting how like the, you know, it kind of reminds me almost of like this um, kind of tendency we have right now towards like producing all these documentaries and like these reimaginings of these like crimes and whatnot that these documentaries come out on. because uh, like you know mm-hmm. in the in the in the the story or say in the movie in the story, <laughs> I guess at the same time. Uh, the, the character, you know, he experiences all these terrible things, goes to this place, like, he sees these little crafting horrors occur, and then when he gets back and he's trying to escape it, and the world's going to hell, he finds out that, like, this story that he warned everybody not to produce, that, you know, he's, like, you know, he told everybody this is a bad thing, he's being made into a movie, mm-hmm. so that they can still consume it. And it's, like, again, still profiting off this, like, terrible thing, when at that point in time, if they could already make that movie, it would already have had to have, like, you know, the, the terrible things are already happening, but they're still making the movie about, like, you know, the axe killer in the beginning of the movie, and all this stuff, like, you know, the, all these things mm-hmm. that. Uh, these terrible things that happen and that to him are still very present and like you know theoretically are still going down in the world are being made a movie of almost immediately so I thought that that's really interesting kind of like almost like foresight in terms of like, what's going on now in terms of like true tr- true crime drama and like the way we keep producing all these movies off of it um
0: yeah no um john Carpenter did say in interviews uh before that uh, his biggest inspiration for this movie was the uh, climax of the uh 70s film uh blazing saddles um where he sees the actual movie in the movie. Oh
1: it oh, that's awesome. No, I'm joking. No. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm totally fucking with you. Get the fuck out of uh here.
0: yeah, no. Um, and I, I think this would be a good time too to kind of talk about how just the premise of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, premise of the movie Sam neill insurance investigator, uh very prolific horror author goes missing. So he goes up to the New England countryside to basically go ahead and try and find this prolific offer. Um, finds a town that the author's in, weird shit starts happening all over, but eventually it's revealed that Sutter Kane, this horror movie author, has some like eldritch power over this small town, and whatever he writes in this book actually happens. So Sam Neill actually is the, you know, character in this story of the story itself. So it's very meta in that way, um, where it kind of turns on in, which again kind of in that way very much lends itself to there's no rhyme or reason to what happens like anything could happen at this point there's no catalyst it's just they're trapped in a horror book basically with this and the elders horror is very very real in this movie too there's a lot of things where you see it you can't possibly comprehend it and then people's minds break because of that and turned into crazy homicidal maniacs um but yeah, that was just kind of an interesting layer on that front. And it did feel like in some ways John Carpenter was kind of flexing in terms of how far he could take the concept because most of his other movies have been fairly grounded in terms of, you know, Halloween was, you know, Michael Myers stalking and killing everyone. The fog was just evil fog. The thing is probably the closest thing to like an eldritch horror that he's done before, but this definitely takes it to another level entirely hmm. on that front. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And the Eldritch Horror part, like, so how did you, did you interpret it that, like, did, did the, the demons from the other world, did they, was Sutter Cain, were they acting through Sutter Cain, or was Sutter Cain drawing them, drawing them to life as he, as he wrote? Like, was Sutter Cain the god figure, or was he being manipulated by the demons? Like, was he?
0: Didn't he say something, like, near the end, where, like, he rips his own face open, that he's trying to keep the old ones at bay, or something like that?
1: that's what that's what i couldn't tell or if or, or they were trying to keep it up he was trying to let them in because
0: mm-hmm. i like, like I, yeah i couldn't tell either and i think they might have left that deliberately ambiguous because i mean like sutter kane whatever he wrote was that but it, I, I think they kept it ambiguous as whether he thought he was controlling them or they were really controlling him in real life because i think that's kind of where i ended up at where sutter kane thought he was in control but he really wasn't
1: yeah so they, they were they were like manipulating through him because i because yeah because like basically every time you show somebody that the trans the transcript manuscript their eyes start to bleed so they're kind of like you know it's like showing them the light of god or you know the truth of the world Like they you know they're, they're like broken by reading it um and i think and i i don't i don't know if that's because the idea is that like they're broken because like they see their end or they see what they are in the world and so they're like you know kind of lose agency or if that's when he gets control of them because like when um when the girl he's with, when, uh, I forget what her name is. Um,
0: Linda. Mm-hmm. Linda?
1: Yeah. When Linda sees, gets seized, sees not only does she kind of, like, you know, fall under her spell, but, like, not only, you know, she, she her eyes start bleeding and she's kind of like, oh, my God. Uh, she then gets becomes, like, a ma- like manipulated by him in the story. Like, he, like, mm-hmm. contorts, her body contorts and she becomes, like, a demon thing. Um,
0: yeah, and I think that's just a key part of Eldritch Horror in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what makes Eldritch Horror Eldritch Horror is that one, it's, you can't explain it. You know, Cthulhu and the monster and everything like that are just incomprehensible to our basic human brains and trying to understand it just completely breaks you. Seeing past the veil just completely breaks you as a human. Um, That's why mechanically... And I'm just going to gush on Bloodborne because I love that video game. <laughs> uh, but they actually do have a stat in Bloodborne called Sanity. And if your sanity is too low or too high, I can't remember which one, like literally you will die instantly on the spot because you just cannot comprehend it. Oh, geez. So, yeah, um, it, it. I mean, fantastic video game, but... I, I always liked how they kind of mechanically on that front. But the cool thing is, actually, I don't know if it was saying anything. It might have been Insight or something like that. But the cool, yeah, yeah, it was. Because as the stack got up, built up, then you started seeing, like, these invisible monsters that were there the whole time. Huh. But you didn't realize it, which is really cool. But eventually, if you get too high, then your mind just snaps and breaks, and you just instantly die. So it's pretty cool. Oh, damn.
1: Well, actually, I, that, was, uh, that actually made me think. Because, you know, this kind of reminds me of, like, almost like a darker uh, version of... Um wandavision to a degree like you know like this idea of this this captive town oh yeah like and again i don't yeah i don't know i don't know if this town was captured by the demon or created by the demon it sounds like it was captured to in a sense because like i
0: thought it was created
1: well because well because the um the guy in the bar talks about how like when sutter Kane came things got bad but then i don't know if you know was mm-hmm. did he exist did he wake up with that you know when he did he was he created with that mindset or, you know that's that the impression happen. i got okay. yeah because mm-hmm. then he
0: because because what, what was the name of the town the name of the town was like hobbs, hobbs hollow yeah, or something like that people said it had any, hobbs cross yeah but something hobbs um but anyway no no what i'm saying i'm sorry is hob is actually um old word that was originally used to refer to as the devil so oh. i'm assuming like hob you know devil's town or whatever it is I'm actually going to look that up real quick. Because well, right, they, they said it
1: didn't like exist something. before, right? Like, uh, on the map and yeah. stuff. But also, like, I was thinking in yeah. WandaVision, didn't that, was that, was that house, did it exist prior? That place that existed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, are they that? that
0: no, I don't think it did.
1: Whatever view, like, I know, I know there, there was a town that she took over, but like, did she create that town, the name? Like, was Hobbes a town that existed prior and he took it over and named it Hobbes or whatever, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like when, when that guy kills himself, he's saying, like, I don't want to become one of them like as if like he was a human who is being transformed kind of like the the girl was like lisa linda was um yeah but I don't know, it reminded me kind of like a darker version of a wandavision for that but also kind of a um a darker or i guess a, i don't know a more uh aware or like realized version of stephen king in the in the dark tower series where he is the writer who writes the world that's occurring around him and he's consistently mm-hmm. writing the future but like you know a little bit more fate-led as opposed to demon-led <laughs>
0: um yeah but. um just to let you know old hob is the um h-o-b and in the movie it's h-o-b-b but i mean it's obviously a reference on that front mm-hmm. uh but that is an old catholic name for the devil um why why hob hob
1: sounds it, like such like a, a nice old man who sits on who may be like i don't know drives a, a <laughs> like a i don't know beat up old truck or like yeah, i don't know smokes out a cob pipe or something
0: well i mean you want to think of it too like in english folk folklore the hobgoblin oh you know, okay there's evil goblin that sort of thing too so it, it does have its uh history in many pies at this point look at this world look, 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 look at this yeah. con-
1: interconnected world you know mm-hmm. george lucas would say yeah, right. it, it rhymes um but no i, I don't know. I, I i really like that that um that element where they start talking about um the determination and uh, i forget what he, at one point he says like uh, at least i think I, I think i wrote it down um when when it would all the whole endings coming uh uh so so like uh, after linda gets possessed at one point um because like you know it starts to become more meta like i know there's that stranger than fiction movie i haven't seen it yet but the one with will ferrell where where he's like being narrated to and there's like you know things like oh the audience would like this and like they start to break the fourth wall of their own book as like there's a scene Mm -hmm. where um he's with the girl and she's like you know been demon possessed to a degree and she's like hey you should kiss me he's like what are you doing i'm driving and she's like no 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 you should kiss me because the writer wants me to kiss you and the audience and the readers will like it like, you know, in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I like it. Cause it's, it's like this, uh, I don't know, uh, lack of determined fate do I don't know it's lack of control of his own fate. Cause the idea that like, you know, as the, as the movie kind of continues, you start to wonder how much this is the book. Like, is he being manipulated? Is this coincidence And it? Can he break out of it? Um, and like, even, uh, when Hob, not Hob, sorry. When, um, Sutter Kane dies, he's like, He's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, I wrote, like, you know, I, I wrote that you're gonna take the manuscript from me. You're gonna deliver it. I wrote it, so that's what's gonna happen. Um, and uh, he's like, the town wasn't here before I wrote it, and neither were you. So he's like, you know, this, again, this almost kind of like um, uh, in the in the, the empty man, how the empty man, our main guy, right? He was the empty man. He was created at the beginning of that movie. So the so that the, the whole idea that he that uh, not Sutter uh, Trent was created at the beginning of this book is interesting because um, he never because it's again you know, like you said it's ambiguous to whether or not he had control of his place or if you know if he actually existed or if this is just Sutter Kane being full of himself because <laughs> um, then at the end when we see the him watching the movie of himself again uh it's like i don't know that idea that he can't he can't really escape it um i don't know i, I thought it was really effective
0: yeah, definitely. And I kind of liked it, too, because, I mean, I've seen this short before where, like, characters realize they're fictional characters, and usually it's either played for laughs or it's played as just, like, a sad sort of thing. Um, but I haven't seen it too often in terms of, like, this is, you know, existential horror to this extent in this particular movie on that front. Um, but actually, just completely different on this front. But have you ever read um, Red Shirts by uh, John Scalzi? Scalzi? I can never pronounce his name right. No, but I I, I know of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I read that um, a few months ago, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It kind of petered off at the ending right there. But again, it's kind of a similar premise in terms of a whole bunch of Star Trek redshirts who are the uh, crew members who are sent away at the beginning of the episode and die just so the audience knows that, oh, this antagonist is actually a threat this episode. They realize that their mortality rate is much, much higher than anyone else's, especially if they're around the so-called main characters, and they try and figure out a plan to uh, get out of it. But um, yeah, it's a... it was a good read it was a fun read but anyway it's kind of the same thing in terms of realizing they're fictional characters hmm. but yeah uh yeah i don't know any scenes that kind of stuck out to you that you really really enjoyed
1: so see the scene that disturbed me and i know it's it's not the most disturbing uh really but like uh, it's
0: all personal to everybody but uh
1: the the, the scene so the, i guess it's kind of bookend the scene with the so when we first when they first arrive at hobbs creek or hobbs hollow hobbs creek hobbs creek
0: hobbs end, hobbs hobbs end. end. okay
1: hobbs end when they, when they, when yeah. they first arrive at um hobbs and uh they get there and there's um they you know don't see anything and then linda sees all these kids we well, see she, sees she do- see a dog running around the corner and she sees all these kids running after the dog and then later uh when i think it's linda when linda goes to go check out the church to go like um because the church is where um sutter Kane's hiding these kids appear again mm-hmm. and their faces are all fucked up and the dog like limps away and it's missing a leg mm-hmm. and it i that grossed me out. Like, I know that there's like monsters, thumb this, but just like that—that that idea that like I don't know these kids are fucking eating this, like, are chasing this dog and are eating it, and then it's not running away mm-hmm. from them. Like, they got it. They got a leg off of it. And it's still hanging out with them. It's just mm-hmm. like, ugh, I, like, yeah. I don't know. That, that that just like creeped me out. Like the fact that it was still there. That like it was just like it like it runs away when they start talking to the girl again. Uh, but you know, they, they, like in the beginning of the movie, the dog did have all its legs, and at the end it was missing one, and it was just like, ugh, like, yeah, I don't know that like that Definitely. I know there's a lot of like monster horror and blood in this but that that to me was just like the like the the the, uh, the the worst part of it.
0: Yeah, no, animal abuse is just like one of those horror clichés that still a lot of people feel very very strongly about. Um it's like Joe what Joe Bob Briggs said, you know, you don't you don't kill the dog. You never kill the dog. Um I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think right now of like horror movies where like that was actually effective. The thing, of course, because that really wasn't the dog yeah
1: um, or like you know like, i mean in uh in, um and i am legend that they killed the dog but that that made a lot of sense mm-hmm. that that was like an emotional yeah and like narratively. A, yeah that is narrative but that dude that fucking destroyed me and i saw that in the theaters <laughs> i was like <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> I, I i might regret asking this question but marley and me do you ever see that i one? have
1: not and i refuse to
0: Okay. I'll, okay. You know. Gotcha. I also, I, think I actually. I. I thought it was a very good movie. Like it is. It is. It will make you destroy you. But it is a very good movie. I don't know if it'll anyway, be like as
1: as, you... as as it as, as, as like I feel like it's supposed to be. Cause I know it's supposed to be sad and it has Owen Wilson in it. Uh-huh. So I just I just can't so I just can't see him like I don't know. She'll die and he'll be like wow like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> wow look at her sleeping oh, wow so... dog you're dying wow look at her sleeping so silently wow oh wow hey God. <laughs> like you know turned kind of like you know like she she probably she probably is is okay with you know I, I just i just see him turning around into some kind of positive thing i don't know i don't know uh yeah i, don't
0: know. Uh, no, it, it, I mean it, it's not so much about the dog's death it's just about this really really poorly behaved dog and how it warms its way into the family that adopted him i i actually read the book too it was it, I, it, it is one of my guilty pleasures it was based on a real anyway. a real story though yeah, okay. uh, it was. The author wrote the book, Marlene B. Uh, it, it's completely autobiographical. Uh, he also wrote another book, too, just about like growing up in a Catholic household and stuff like that, too, which was not as good, but it was still pretty good. Was that one called Jesus uh, and Me? No, it was <sighs> The Longest Road Home or something like that. I don't know. Man. He's not religious anymore, but it, it was kind of like, you know, hey, here's my story of growing up Catholic, and you want to know why I'm not Catholic anymore? Because I grew up Catholic. Ha ha ha. Bada boom. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, no, it's it's not Marley Me is not only that, too, but it's also about, you know, moving out of your life, becoming an adult, transitioning on over. Like, they talk a lot about, you know, his marriage to his wife and how they grew up together and that sort of thing, too. So it's not just about the dog. The dog is just kind of a plot center point as it rolls on through. Um, But it's more so just about growing up in adulthood and that sort of thing, too. I haven't read it since my early 20s, so I'm wondering a decade later, now that I'm in my mid-30s, how it will hit me. Go read it again. I don't know. Yeah, I should. I got a nine-hour plane ride. There you go. I can do that. There you go. Yeah. Decided. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to mouth and madness. Yeah, you don't you don't ever kill the dog in movies. Rude. Like zombie beavers. You ever see zombie beavers? Uh, oh yeah, of course I've seen Zombievers. Yes, yes, that 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 pissed me off. Oh yeah. I was just like, come on, come on.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I think like you, uh, you tell them they're gonna kill the dog. You, 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 you kind of get a mood for how the dog looks, but generally, I think like mm-hmm. if there's a killer, if there's a kid who's evil, they're gonna kill the dog. If there's something kind of small yeah. that's gonna get bigger and they need to prove it's a threat, they kill the dog. But if it's like a big monster that's already kinda of like, I don't know, doing shit or like a serial killer, they usually don't kill the dog. Yeah. So that's
0: what was the movie we saw recently where like the whole time we were just like, Oh god, please don't kill the dog, please don't kill the dog. Uh, was it oh prey? wait, no prey, prey, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, yeah, it was and prey.
1: Prey uh-huh. was great. Prey didn't kill the dog. Yeah, the dog was a hero. Was. Dog dog saved lives.
0: Yes dog was a very good boy
1: i just always remember that that scene in jurassic park 2 where the girl looks outside her, her window yeah, yeah, and the, yeah and the t-rex had the dog uh, eating the dog and i was just like yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. this is a fun it's supposed to be played for kind of a funny moment but fuck you no, guys fuck you guys you don't you don't kill the dog <laughs> the worst
0: <laughs>
1: uh, anyway back to, anyway I, and i i i think like we're, gl- we're dancing around this movie a little bit as we talk about it and i feel it's just because like it's a solid movie and i i feel like there's it's hard to you know, I, feel like I don't know I don't have too many nitpicks, um. But what like w- what scenes stood out for you other than the dog? Uh,
0: yeah, that's what I was going to ask too, because uh, this is like a collection of scenes. Like in terms of a plot, that's basically it. Insurance investigator tries to investigate the horror movie author. Weird shit starts happening in the town. Back and forth, find out the horror movie author is secretly controlling, but maybe not controlling. Maybe he's being controlled the whole time. And at the end, it just ends up with an apocalypse with everyone being a crazed homicidal maniac and just scumming to everything um the naked old man at the uh the the the, um at the hotel behind behind the receptionist desk oh the one that that stood out to me yeah oh
1: yeah that was chained yeah and then like actually and so that's because so she was turning into like a like a leviathan like a a tentacle creature because i found that scene really hard to read What was going on was he human and she was tentacle creature attacking him as human or was he a turning tentacle creature and she was attacking him as tentacle creature i was having I a really hard time nice. reading that reading that scene
0: yeah and i think it, it wasn't so much like you're in the scene. like again they, they kind of push that you just you can't comprehend it so i guess you can interpret it either way but either one it has the same result that's true yeah um because they're all fictional characters they're all kind of all over the place anyway um the other thing too is just the backwards walk that linda does oh, um, when she kind of leaps out the cabinet at the end that was so good i love that
1: yeah well i, I love too that he just kind of like abandons her <laughs> like yes. like I, n- I know it's like yeah you know, not in this not i don't love it because he abandons her but i love that like it's one of those movies where the guy isn't like, I got to go back and save her. He's like, no, this is fucked. She is clearly possessed. <laughs> I like, like, he he, he deals with her a lot. He was, like, a lot more okay with her being, like, demony and, like, talking in tongues at him for a while than I would be. He's just like, okay, I'll have uh-huh. to deal with this. And then after a while he just gets out of the fucking car. Like, no, fuck this. I'm out of here. And she, um, and she gets on the bike with that kid and just, like, is gone. <laughs> um, yeah. Though, was that little boy in the beginning? Uh, sorry, the little boy at the end. Was he the same older guy riding the bike that we see later?
0: i don't think so it could be but i do have something to say about that little boy Did it. you recognize that little boy
1: uh that was Did you recognize him the little boy was clearly a uh, young macaulay culkin no <laughs> um that was, was dan's uh, child acting career
0: i uh, know uh this 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 one went on to have a uh pretty prolific career give me a hint after this give me a hint um he hates sand
1: oh wait really that's Hayden course, Christensen it's it
0: everywhere that's fucking Hayden Christensen wait. in his very first acting credit oh my god
1: <laughs> that is insane that is absolutely yeah. insane um
0: I, that was one of those trivia facts that when I was researching this movie I was just like damn yes I gotta mention that one that's great
1: now do you think that George Lucas saw that and was like this is gonna be my Darth Vader <laughs> 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 this uh, kid looks like he loves pod racing <laughs>
0: uh-huh Yeah, there's some stuff that's kind of fun in terms of trivia throughout this movie. Because, like, obviously a lot of people, this is very much a cult classic for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, so many H.P. Lovecraft references all over the place. We talked about the Hob being, you know, sending in for the devil. um, That sort of thing, too. Uh, There was one. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so anyone who's possessed, if you notice when they zoom in on their eyes, their eyes are always blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because Sutter uh, Sutter Kane later on in the movie said his favorite color is blue. And I was just like, hey, that's pretty cool. Oh. Um And then also in the credits, too, I never would have got this if I didn't look it up online, Uh, but at the very, very end of the credits where they talk about, you know, no animals were harmed during the making of this movie, blah, 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 right after that, it says, human interaction was monitored by the Interplanetary Psychiatric Association. The body count was high. The casualties are heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. This is just, it's one of those movies I kind of want to go back and watch just because, it, it feels like there's so much i missed with this movie yeah it, it, it it's one of those i can kind of go back and be like oh yeah and it's not because because when you're watching for the very first time you're kind of thinking oh this is kind of all over the, the place but as it goes on through that's that um, yeah but yeah well, well, what did you think of the ending
1: oh go ahead well, i just wanted to kind of say again you know i'm kind of incompetent in what you were saying like i think like it kind of reminds me of the thing where like once you know what's happening going back I and mean, be like kind of i think questioning like oh when is this starting like you know is this in the book is he writing that like for me the big question will always be like did he ever have free will and like how to try to find examples of that um because you know again in the end the movie we're watching is theoretically the story the movie we're watching is the movie that's written in the story so everything we watch was written so we are watching the product of what was written so it's like so with that in mind everything theoretically is created by Sutter Kane because we are watching the product of what Sutter Kane did you know like 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 in those like you know like in um you know it's like the Blair Witch Project essentially you know we're watching the product of something that existed so what we're watching is the thing that was made um so I guess that is a useless thing to do but I don't know I, I feel like I would want to go back and watch it try to see if maybe I could prove that wasn't the case even though the ending tells us that it is I don't know
0: yeah, definitely, and I think that might be a little bit hard to kind of figure out, because like you know with the Thane, there it, it's very obvious they keep a running record in terms of okay, this person is you know taken by the Thane at this point in the story, whereas this one they could change it rhyme or reason and it wouldn't, wouldn't really wouldn't matter. Yeah, um, it, just because the the rules are so loose.
1: Yeah, it would be pointless. And again, I think I think that I think that the conclusion at the end is that the whole thing was scripted from the beginning, but I yeah i think the pointlessness of it wouldn't stop me <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um definitely but but yeah what'd you think of the ending
1: i really liked it um like i i i got really big 28 days later vibes when he comes out of the hospital and's walking around mm-hmm. and i was like "Ooh, this is getting interesting so and i didn't really know where it was gonna go like, you know i didn't i didn't want it just i thought it was gonna be like uh planet of the apes like he walks out and i don't know the statue of liberty's head's on the ground and he's like you you've ruined it you ruined it you Sutter Kane, cane son of a bitch yeah um, i can't
0: believe they had their own statue of liberty on the ape planet too that was crazy <laughs> what a coincidence i know
1: right i mean you know it's just it's actually a fun fact it was actually it wasn't gifted to us from paris it was actually given gifted to us from the planet of the apes back in the day um,
0: oh man <laughs> uh damn dirty apes anyway
1: uh but yeah i, I like i thought the ending was great because it because like yeah like i feel like because for him, I think, too, the ending, like, yeah, it's madness, but the ending for him is a confirmation that what Sutter Kane was saying was the truth, and he was like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. you're right. Because, like, you know, he heard they were making a movie of it in the, the story, and he's like, you guys are fucking idiots are yeah. you're doing this. And then when he sees that he's the guy in the movie, it's like, oh, oh, fuck. My life is just, I am a character in a film, and everything that happened, I'm watching right now, and it was filmed how as I remember it, so there's no denying yeah. that I'm, like, like that, that's a crazy, like, I don't know, I feel like, a lot of those movies do have that story where somebody's fictional or somebody comes out of something. And I feel like a lot of times, like you said, it's played for laughs, but the idea that like you purely exist because somebody wrote you that way is insane. And is like, I feel like, like, you know, like it's mind breaking. It is the madness. Like, like that is like to know that everything that, you know, you, you didn't really have free choice. You weren't, you know, you, I guess in the context of if there is a real world out there, you are not part of it is is crazy Mm -hmm.
0: yeah definitely Definitely. Now, um, that that scene at the very end, and I guess we I should probably talk about this for those who haven't seen the movie yet, mm. which um, you should. I, even if you know the plot, I think you should because it's just such a cool experience to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, Sam Neill wakes up in the hospital. He's walking around. He's just like, was this real? Was this not real? Um, and he's listening to a radio broadcast where basically they say that the world is basically now taken over by these homicidal maniacs. I think they mentioned like one of them is, some of them are mutating or something like that. Yeah. And only a very few, small percentage of humans are actually left um so on that front then he walks into a movie which is playing in the mouth of madness which is the you know name of the movie but also the name of the book uh that Sutterkin is writing in universe and then he sits down and he basically sees the movie that we just saw like shot for shot copied over and he realizes as he's chewing popcorn in this empty theater uh, that he's a fictional character in the movie. And he just laughs. He just starts laughing hilariously, realizing as his mind breaks. And that's where they close off. And I think it's fantastic. It's really, really good.
1: Yeah, it really is. But actually, that makes me wonder, though. It, 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 so in the context of the story, in his perceived reality, when he... Because he's ta- it's, the movie starts off with him in jail, or in an asylum, talking to the doctor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And... He's talking to him and he's telling him the story of what happened, uh, you know, in the course of the movie. So to him, when he remembers that scene, when he sees that scene in the movie, does he remember that he actually saw the entire story? Because then that would actually be different. Now now, I'm, now, I have cracks in my plan. If the story he told, <laughs> like, because to, to him, wouldn't the movie just be him sitting there on the ground telling this guy this shit as he sits on this this, this mattress on the floor? Because that's what that would be his perceived uh-huh. reality. Unless when he told the story, hmm. he got transported back there in his mind not sure Hmm. oh man that is cracking this facade oh
0: my god i've gone
1: cross-eyed yeah oh man i Uh I, I was so i was so pleased with that wrap-up but now i'm like no (laughs) way uh like i guess the question is in the release of the movie does the release of the movie start because we just saw a scene from the movie does the movie start with him getting the stutter cane job and then it you know theoretically goes to the point where he's in the same (laughs) asylum with the front part being back loaded into that end part so it's just you know him talking to the guy, telling the story, and then cutting to the end. Man, now, now I doubt it. Now I doubt it. I was so I was so set on this.
0: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like that scene from Spaceballs where they're sitting around watching the Spaceballs movie, and they're just like, "When will then become now? <laughs> Soon, but we're in now. No, we were in then. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're looking at now is happening now. Then happened, but when did it happen? We passed it just now. we uh, Well, go back to then. We can't.
1: <laughs> oh my god because well, then I wonder, like, <laughs> what what happens at the end for him? We'll never know.
0: Uh, I mean, he he he. The movie stopped. He's done. He doesn't exist anymore. We killed him. We killed him. Or, Way to go, Andrew. I I man,
1: I, I, now I have so many now now that I've accepted the movie as as legitimate as le- the legitimate story of reality. Now I'm just like what.
0: what is this
1: dan what what if what if this podcast us recording this actually all scripted and then you know this is this is like the only the podcast is real life and we don't actually exist
0: no exactly i mean like most of our listeners have never met us in real life before so as far as they know we are just disembodied voices in the podcast and you know, once uh, this podcast ends, we basically blink out of existence until the next time we are summoned back in for the next podcast. Yeah. But so we don't
1: actually watch the movies, we yeah. just imagine them and the movies exist and then we talk about them and our problems. I mean, with we don't need our to our we're fictional
0: characters. Oh shit. Yeah, we're fictional characters. It's just whoever's writing this podcast script right now is the one who is uh, you know, knows all this information about the movie. We're just repeating it. <gasps>
1: or maybe it's actually them maybe they're creating the person listening to the podcast is imagining these voices in their head talking about the movie that does not actually exist that they came within their mind and
0: that per- and that person who's imagining that
1: really likes alien
0: was inspired by <laughs> the scene in Blazing Saddles where uh Hedley the mar views himself <laughs> All right, I think we've written that joke train as long as we can. Yeah. No, uh, any this, final thoughts on in the mouth of madness? That's actually a serious philosophical
1: <laughs> discussion. We, I, I can't remember who the theor- there is a theorist who theorized that same exact thing that you're all. It's all stories in your mind, and people don't actually exist, and you're just creating them in your mind. But anyway. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know.
0: Wait, isn't that like the, no? No, that's not the allegory of the cave. That's something else entirely. But no, I, I get it. it it's, it's all based on perspective. Yeah. There's uh, there's the thing about I, that. I
1: can't remember what it, I can't remember who did it. But I definitely read philosophy uh-huh. about that in class when I was in college. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it. I think it's a great movie. Like, I like. I think you kind of like. I, I know that they mentioned Stephen King, but I think it really is a great Stephen King like movie.
0: Um, oh, definitely! No, it's a hundred percent like heavily inspired by Stephen King in terms of what they're looking at. So yeah, I, 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 it's I really, it, it makes good.
1: me want to read. Actually, like I've I've read or I've read The Mountains of Madness in the past, and I've read um, not Decoys. Uh, oh, fuck! It's it's one of the it's like a na- it's named after like a, one of the monsters he has. I can't remember what it's called though. About they they, they were like, well, there's a big well and there's water.
0: Rylith, no.
1: They'll come back to me. I um, oh make um make right da, dagon dagon. I read, oh dagon I read dagon I read, I read, yeah, dagon. Yeah. I read both of those. Um, but I I really want to go back to it because uh, I don't know the, I I the I don't know, the mind bendingness of this really made me uh interested um and go watch uh Halloween three again because I feel like this is basically just Halloween I feel like this is Halloween three he goes to a place mm-hmm. with a woman they go there. They meet the person who's running the place, the person's like, I run all this place. The woman gets turned into one into a creation. He runs away, he finds out the woman is possessed or created, and then he gets the fuck out of there. He goes, he warns everybody about it, and at the end the world still falls to the apocalypse. Same movie. Yeah. That's my thesis. Mm-hmm. That's my thesis. Yeah. He ripped off <laughs> he ripped off Halloween three, which he may or may not have had a part in creating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts on "In the Mouth of Madness"? No,
1: that's, that's all I got. It's, it's, it's a rip-off of Halloween. I want to watch
0: this movie again now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really want to watch it again. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. No, I'd I... like just kind of get back on there.
1: Now, have you seen Princess Darkness" yet? I don't think I have. I thought I did, but then reading the description, I don't think I have.
0: Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet either, which is very weird. Honestly, I, I, that that just seems like such a gap because, again, the thing is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So. Wow. I think uh, I think I might have to do that. We may have to do an episode on that. I'm okay with that. But we are definitely doing as above, so below, because catacombs, I hope I get the tickets.
1: If you don't get the tickets, uh, what are you going to yeah. do? Are you going to buy the catacombs? Uh, we're
0: just going to break in. Yeah, we're, we're going to break in ourselves and get lost, and we're going to die. So that's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, great, 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 great. No, I... I can't remember we were talking about this beforehand or during the recording, but they only sell seven days in advance. Um, so I'm going to have to like at six o'clock on Saturday because they're six hours ahead. When midnight rolls around in France, I'll jump on and see if they open up. But yeah, it's all, but it should be fun. Can you can you ask your partner? We're going in the off season anyway. Can you have your partner do me a favor? Yeah. Can
1: she? Can you have her dress up as Samara from the Ring, and at at midnight turn on a TV <laughs> and pop a book seven days. <laughs> <laughs> And that that's how good she'll stuff. that's how she'll get you to do it. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. uh, good stuff, good stuff, definitely. I don't know. That might be Halloween costume next year. Oh, yes. God, I would I would love you that. You can be the T V. She can be the
1: she can be Samara. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest couple costume ever, Samara <laughs> and the TV.
0: Or better or better yet, we just one of us goes as the well, one of us goes as the <laughs> TV, and then we just like find some random i don't know cosplayer or somewhere perfect and then just like stock him uh-huh. perfect <laughs> i like oh that's great that's good stuff all right i wonder if there is someone who has to in the co- uh, couple's costume of like samara and then uh what was it kayoko from the grudge oh or but, or, and Sa- sadako versus kayako sadako that's it sadako yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, that's uh
0: yeah not even versus just the two of them just like as a couple's cosplay costumes well i there. mean you know
1: you know that you know that was a movie right
0: yeah i know it was a movie it was i know it wasn't a very good movie, it was not but very good i know it was a movie but i think that they, uh, they did
1: they yeah. did have like a little uh, a little fight on like they did like a um i think i can't remember where sadako uh may have gotten to like throw a, the opening pitch for like a baseball game and then they had like a little like promotion of the two of them like fighting it was sick oh, you can, can watch on youtube it's great god i love japan right <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah good stuff yeah good stuff
1: all right well, actually, yep. bef- um, right. before we uh, before we close off, um, in addition to you know our our, our, our thinking of our, uh, our our band Teddy's atlas for the uh, opening horror movie story, you can find them on uh, Children of the Corn. I, I, I was trying to remember what you say every time.
0: Uh, <laughs> you you almost got it. You always uh, got it. They're, they're good, boys. That is. They are good, good Canadian boys. They are, they are the opening theme song and the song is Horror Movie Story. You can get that off of the album Children of the Corn. I almost, I almost had Stay it. Stay in your lane, Andrew. Well, I,
1: I was trying to remember it because I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> if, if, I do, if I do an episode without you, I'll have to remember that. Um, <laughs>
0: That's true. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll probably
1: listen to an episode and take notes so I can repeat it. Um, uh-huh. But I also wanted to uh, say, uh, reach out to um, Nathan, who uh, uh, was oh, yeah. uh, has been, we've been, we've been interacting recently over uh, our various social medias. Uh, we just posted. He did like a... Like, like a picture uh, like a it's almost, it's almost like a different title art uh for us where he kind of used our um our uh initial logo and used it as like part of like a bigger one with like two screw heads you, you'll see it on on instagram but it's two, two screw heads talking with microphones it looks it's amazing looking i don't know how he how he mocked it up it's
0: our very first fan out it's, uh, fan art i'm i'm sorry. i almost think
1: we should replace our <laughs> our thing with it i feel like it's 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 really it's a, it's a nice it's a nice we little can replace the cover photo yeah.
0: i think it would be good to kind of put it in there too yeah, I, I agree um, yeah it's good Good stuff. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It almost makes up for the Blood for Dracula suggestion.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, he just, he recently recommended another one to me, which sounds, he said it was terrible, ooh, ooh, yeah. but it sounded amazing to me. One second, let me pull it up. I have it right here. Uh, he said, um, here. Uh, Noah's Shark. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was terrible, but I was like, I was like I, man, you do <laughs> I am sold
0: on the name alone. Hey, <laughs> you
1: told me, you told me a movie great. called Noah's Shark exists. Uh, I'm, I'm getting it. Um, oh, also, uh, you know, shout out to Velocipastor. Uh, Veloci Pastor 2 is on Kickstarter and it's fully funded uh, currently. Oh, so nice. I think it's, it's still open for like 20 days. So if you want to back it and get your name in the credits or, um, mm-hmm. you know, do there's other, there's other benefits you can get. Uh, I have already backed it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to be on Veloci Pastor 2, uh, go to Kickstarter and find Veloci Pastor 2. I think they have some stretch goals in place um but yeah
0: you know i was thinking about that movie the other day and i was just like maybe i should give it another shot because like i remember when i watched we we did do an episode on that but i remember when i watched i was just i was not in a good place that was that was when i was healing and recovering from my vasectomy so i was i was i was not in a good place then but i might have to wait
1: was that when you was that really yeah that was that long ago yeah yeah it was
0: 2020 wow what march of 2020
1: ish Uh wow dan so you you got a vasectomy you know and then and then then you which was like you know like you know, every sperm is sacred, and here you're killing them. Then you watch a movie about Velocipaster. I feel like that's. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because
0: well. that was also the uh, week the Final Fantasy VII remake came out, and that was basically... Because, like, you can't really shower, you can't really do anything except just lay on the couch for, like, three days afterwards, so that was all I did.
1: Oh, actually, I think I do remember you saying that, that you, like, something about, like... I feel like your opener for that was, like, I just had a vasectomy, but I'd rather have that happen than watch this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would, because that was that was a great decision. I love... You know, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the surgery itself and recovery kind of sucked, but it, it is it does nice, not have to worry about anything like that that is true that is true
1: but i mean yeah it, it was it was a gross overstatement because uh lost pastor is an amazing movie i own it on blu-ray now it's great it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was your halloween costume this yeah it's my right?
1: halloween costume i own it on blu-ray i backed the kickstarter for the new one i mean dan i think you're really i think you're missing out i think you need to watch it again watch that on the on the airplane get a better you know uh-huh. watch some great vfx you know
0: yeah definitely there's there's very little sex scenes in that movie. So there we go.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, you, you will see, a you know, of a, uh, a Velocipastor and that might, somebody might tap on your shoulder and be like, "Oh, uh, can you hide that Velocipastor, please?
0: I just love how the Velocipastor's official Instagram is literally just 30 photos of the exact same thing over and over again saying, I'm the real Velocipastor. And then one picture of just the priest praying with his Velocipastor claws.
1: Wait, but that, that's not that, that's <laughs> not the real Velocipastor. That, that, that's the fake pastor account.
0: What? There's a fake velocicle. Oh that, that, no, yeah, no, that, no. That, it's that's not the real one. one. No,
1: the real one is the real one is Velocipast is Velocipastor Official, I think.
0: No, no, oh, no, no. no, no, no Vel- yeah. Velocipaster
1: Official is the fake one. The Velocipaster is the real one. Velocipaster Official is the one that every every picture just says I'm the I am literally the Velocipastor. I am literally the Velocipaster. <laughs> yes, I'm I love- literally the Velocipaster. <laughs>
0: i love that i love that so much how i, I what you know, i'm sad I about find, though, yep there it is the lost of pastor official there what makes go. me
1: sad is they're all posted on the same day so as long as he comes back every day and does it again these are all from the same day and <laughs> the one that says hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so good oh man what a great movie what a what a classic uh, but yeah if you guys go and yeah. follow the uh the not the official of lost pastor but the lost pastor on instagram you can follow um the, There's actually is a middle mini little trailer too for uh, the Kickstarter. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's extended through December 9th. Um So get in it, get your uh, official credits, watch the trailer. Uh, you know, support this this great piece of filmmaking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, and they even have stretch goals. There's,
0: I just gave them a follow. But you, and then Joe Boggs Briggs and the real Avira were also on there as well. Does, so does, I gave them a follow does, because I haven't done that yet. Does the
1: real Avira constantly say, "I'm the real Avira"? Yes. Can we make can we make it
0: literally the real Ver- Laver- Laver- Can we make Laver- a dummy Laver- account yeah.
1: called uh screwheads, Primitive Screwheads Cross Talk Horror Movies Official and then just have the I am literally a screwhead
0: <laughs> I am literally Yes that's what we need to do. We need to have that's how we know what we need to pick if someone sets up their own fake Premier Screwheads account. There oh, we man. Go. oh man gosh we're approaching what three years doing this podcast? I think we, Cause we started in December. I think right? we already
1: are at three years because at least three Halloween movies have right? come out since we started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, first episode was Halloween two thousand. Because aren't we on season four right uh, now? Let's see. I don't. I
1: don't, I know, don't know, know how really we determine really seasons. I, so if for anybody who's listening to this, every year, right? I, yeah. So I'd assume that we're on we're on fourth year. I think we finished year three. Then is is my assumption? Okay, hang on. That we finished year. I'm on
0: right now. Okay,
1: go for it. Go for gotcha. it. Gotcha.
0: This, this is like the part you know, in like a, a staff meeting where we're just like, okay, we're just going to talk for a little bit. So you guys, uh you know, if you want to leave, you can. Otherwise, you can stay and ask any questions or anything like that.
1: And and everyone's like, kid, don't raise your fucking hand. Do not ask a question. We're leaving.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at our episode right now for Halloween. I don't see a date uploaded, though. That's so weird. Oh, because
1: we, we changed providers. Oh, wait, wait, I got it. Didn't we?
0: Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, we were we were on something else. Anyway, uh, this one looks like it was uploaded on December six, two thousand eighteen. So
1: that's still a long time. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's over four years at this point. Yeah. Jesus Christ, cool. damn, this has been going on forever. Cool.
1: This is older God. than some children that exist in the world.
0: <laughs> I know. It's older than my cat. Oh my God. Older than Taco. That's three years. All this. this no, no, Pocket. Okay. Uh, this, this is older than Pocket. Pockets only three years old. This is wow.
1: slightly younger than Alphonse. A year younger than Alphonse. Wow.
0: What if this podcast eventually gets to the age where it can drink? Uh, do what what share are we going to talk about then? Uh, <laughs> they rebooted Halloween again. <laughs> 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 While we're in our 60s. I'm
1: like, but they still haven't rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street good. <laughs> Lost Pastor 12 will be out uh, by then.
0: Yeah, yeah hopefully alien versus predator versus i don't know something else has been coming out that time i don't thing. want any other versus uh, just just Alien versus predator make yes. a good one
1: that's all i want babe. <laughs> uh, good stuff.
0: <laughs> right, good stuff all right good <laughs> stuff all right well uh thank you so much for listening all right sorry go ahead no, you go
1: you go no i was, I was just gonna what? say the same thing
0: no i was, I was literally about to close this out go no, ahead no. You, you you know you try you get some practice okay go for it well, I, teddy's atlas band go i already said that though i think i did yeah, but you gotta say it again, because you fucked it up the first yeah, time. Yeah, I did. All right.
1: All right. <clears throat> so, thank you, thank you for listening, and thank you to our opening band, Teddy's Atlas, and their song Horror Movie Story, uh, on their album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys
0: yes that's it
1: yeah i nailed it nailed it nailed it right. that's it right. now, I, yeah roof. there's a lot of pressure now
0: usually i say you, I, I usually say you can get that off the album children of the corn and not it's on the album children of the corn but you know i'll, I'll take it i'll take it all right Parts, points where that's Okay. there right, we yeah, go yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta
1: put my own spin <laughs> on it dan I gotta, I gotta gotta spin it a little bit that's true gotta, gotta spin it
0: that is true make it your own you know we we, we don't hold a monopoly on teddy's atlas that's true so that's what it's it true they're, they're good good canadian boys and they're their own independent canadian boys it's so true that's true. that it's true yeah all right yeah yeah all right, all right. That? thank you so much for listening uh next episode probably going to be sometime in december unless andrew uh finds a guest star a speaker for that um on that front but uh next time when screwhead dan at the very least comes on back we will do as above so below uh in the meantime thank you so much for listening and stay groovy bye